This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Thank you for tuning in to the Warning Radio program. Many of you are aware by now that our YouTube channel has been taken down by the censors at Google. We are pleased to announce that we have a Rumble channel on rumble.com. Dr. Hansen's channel is called Warning TV Dr. Jonathan Hansen. That is Warning TV hyphen Dr. Jonathan Hansen. On Rumble, you share videos by clicking on the embed button below and right of the viewing window. When you click embed, you'll be given the choice of a direct viewing link, an embed link, or a monetized embed link. If you're using various social media platforms, have a blog, or even your own personal website, and you would like to embed Dr. Hansen's television program on those platforms, we ask you to consider the monetized embed link. The more our programs get viewed as a monetized piece of media, WMI can earn support. And another way to increase viewership on these warning television programs is click on the plus sign below and left of the viewing window where it says Rumbles. That will increase the possibility of our videos being distributed far and wide. We wish to ask you to continue in your prayers for Dr. Hansen and his youngest daughter, Melita. Melita just recently came out of the intensive care unit in a hospital out of town, and Dr. Hansen is staying by her side. We are praying for Melita's thorough recovery with no lingering conditions associated with the cause of her hospitalization. Please lift up Dr. Hansen and his wife and child during this time of separation and emotional and spiritual need. As Dr. Hansen is out of town, his wife, Reverend Adalia Hansen, is sharing a message titled, The Justice System of Heaven. Today is the first part of three days programming on this message. Now, let's begin. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come before you this morning. And Lord, I just thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. And now, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you will speak to your people. And I pray, Father, that you will speak from within me, that you will anoint these words, God. That, Lord, it will bring conviction, it will bring exhortation, it will bring encouragement. And, Father, as I pray, because your words are spirit and life, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that if the time has come, that, Lord, they may be snatched, Lord, from the fire, I pray, that it be done so, that, Lord God Almighty, that they will have the fullness of joy and restore unto them, Lord, the joy of salvation, I pray. 
And now, Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. I decrease, Lord, that you may increase, Father. And Lord, I just say, help me. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So, today I want to share with you about a topic. I gave it a topic. Okay. It's called the justice system of heaven. Okay? The justice system of heaven. Um, there are two ways in approaching the matters of our destinies. We have spiritual warfare, and we have the courts of heaven. Now, when you have a hole in your armor, you don't go the spiritual battle way. You don't go to the battlefield. Okay? If you have a hole in your armor, do not go to the battlefield. The enemy will destroy you because he has a right. There's a legal right. There's a reason that he might use against you. So what the way that you should take is the courts of heaven. And here, in the Bible, there are certain scriptures that talks about the courts of heaven. There's Psalms 82 verse 1. There's Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 to 10. And then there's Revelation chapter 12. In matters of legal issues, we dare not go to the battlefield first. You have to settle the matter in the courts first before you become an officer to enforce the decree of God as judge. Now, many Christians usually approach God as a father. There's a sermon I did, I can't remember when it was, it was about knowing your God. You approach him according to the names he has. Okay? And now, when you are approaching God, you can approach God as the Father. That's one. Jesus gave us when he did the Lord's Prayer. You can approach God as the judge when he gave the parable about the woman and the judge. And you can approach God as a friend when it comes, when it comes to revealing secrets and counsel. He reveals secrets and counsel to his friend. When he was about, about to destroy where Lot was, Sodom and Gomorrah, he went to his friend Abraham and told him what he intended to do. Okay? So when it, when it comes to the matter of the courts of heaven, you approach God as a judge. Okay? So most people rely more on the father part of how loving and caring daddy is, but they forget the side of God who is a judge. Now, I'll give you an example. Many years ago, I was still growing in the things of Christ, and the word that the Lord sent to me was this. You only know me as a God, as a loving God, but you don't know me as the God of judgment. Now, in this matter, there were things that he was holding me accountable that I did that broke, that broke the law. I don't mean the law law. is the way we are supposed to live as Christians. I broke that covenant. And he approached me and said, you don't know me as a God of judgment. So in this, it caused me to go to repentance for three days. 
People think repentance is something, say, God, I am sorry, and that's the end of it. It doesn't work like that. If you study the patriarchs of the Bible, when they repented, they took days in repentance. So just saying, oh, Lord, forgive me, and you keep walking, it doesn't work like that. When Brie was here, she talked about, she talked about sanctifying yourself. She spent days before the presence of God and she repented for three days. Let's look at the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. I will read that. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. In here, it talks about Mount Zion. Last week I said Mount Zion is not a physical place. It's a spiritual mountain. This is where the government of God resides. And here we are told the voices that are in this mountain. We are told we have the voice of the angels. This is the testimony of the angels. We have the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. If you look at it, it says the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. People who are here on earth, but are registered in heaven as citizens of heaven. That's one of the voices. The third voice is the voice of God, the judge of all. There's the voice of the spirits of just men made perfect. These are people who have gone before us, who lived righteously. If you look at the book of Revelations, it says that there were, there were voices where there were people crying out, Oh Lord, how long? until you avenge our blood. This is the voice of the spirit of the just men. And also we have to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. We know Jesus, the son of God, the high priest, and also the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. You notice it says the blood of sprinkling, not just the blood. If you look at the book of Exodus chapter 24, verse 1 to 8, it talks about Moses and the people whereby Moses, they killed some animals, they took the blood, half the blood they sprinkled on the altar, and then he read out the words, and the people said, the, the people said, they shall do whatsoever that Moses said. And also he took the blood and then he sprinkled upon the people. Now that represents a seal of a covenant. Now the blood of sprinkling that is in Mount Zion speaks of the new covenant which we have with Jesus Christ. I know we have the blood of Revelation chapter 12 that says they overcame him by the blood and by the words of their testimony. But here it says the blood of sprinkling. This is a witness of a covenant that was made. It says it speaks better things than that of Abel. Uh, you have to know that this blood only speaks when there is repentance. It just doesn't speak. When there's repentance, then the blood speaks. If you're going to engage the voices of the courtroom of heaven, 
one day we'll go one each by each, like one by one, we'll go over all of them. But I'll just go randomly with the ones that I'm able to do today, okay? Now, how do we get to Mount Zion is the question. Now, Jesus said men ought always to pray and faint not. He said always ought to pray. So for you to journey into Mount Zion, you have to journey using prayer. That's how you get there, by prayer. Now, if you're not a prayerful person, then there's a problem there. Because when you attend, even here on the earthly realm, when you're attending a court, you know that it's in sessions, right? We have whereby it comes and then there's an introduction or a hearing or whatever they call it. Then there are others. And then at the end, we have a verdict where the judge says the final word. So this means it has to be consistent prayer as you attend the sessions of the courtroom. Am I making sense? Yes. If you read the book of Psalms 110 verse 2, it says, The Lord shall send the rod of strength out of Zion. A rod, apart from the rod we talk about in Psalms 23, there's a rod here in Psalm 110. This is a symbol of power and authority. Now, when you're attending the courts of heaven, so here there's two ways to it. Are you guilty or not guilty? But you can still attend even if you're guilty. You can still attend to this courtroom even if you're guilty. Okay? So when it comes to when you are guilty, that's when you engage the voice of the blood of sprinkling because you have a covenant with Jesus. And now the blood of sprinkling, it says that the blood of sprinkling, what it does, it cleanses us of our evil conscience. And now from here, when you seek the masses of God, is the blood that comes in and starts to speak on your behalf, that you were bought by the blood of Jesus. You are under the covenant of Jesus. In you, in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Now it starts to speak. But remember, for you to engage the voice of the blood of sprinkling on your behalf, when you are guilty, there has to be the confession of sin. Okay? Do you enjoy the Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen radio program? Please take a minute to pray if the Lord would have you help us with the substantial financial burden of this program. We receive no grants or funding from any organization or government agency and have no other means of support than the gracious and generous giving of our listeners. World Ministries bears the entire burden. In about 30 seconds, you can donate at worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Thank you for your gifts, generosity, and graciousness. When you have determined, let's say you have noticed something, that the things that are happening in your life are not, in, they're not consistent with the Word of God. You have realized you're walking righteously, but things are still not adding up. You are praying, there's no answer. You're doing everything right, but the problem is not going away. You enter into the courtroom, and from here, 
you have to conduct an inquiry. When I talk about conducting an inquiry, it means you have to ask. Now, if you look at the story of Joshua, they had defeated, they had already gone to Jericho, defeated the people there, and they conquered. And then they went to attack, it's called Ai or I, or whatever you, you pronounce it, Joshua chapter 7, verse 2. Now, they went to attack Ai or I. What happened is the people of Israel were defeated. And when the news came to Joshua, what he did, it says, Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. Now, look at it this way. Joshua was a righteous man. But something happened that he did not expect it to happen. They were defeated. And he did not know why. It's the same reason. We may not know why these things are happening, and yet your walk with the Lord is of a righteous walk. So you have to conduct an inquiry. And if you look at it this way, you see that Joshua was before the face of the Lord until evening. Here it talks about seeking. Most people don't like seeking. They can't even pray for two hours because they get too tired or they get hungry. But when there's a situation, you have to stay there until an answer comes. Because there's a rule in the kingdom of God called seeking. It's a rule that most people don't like doing. I'm too tired or you're too busy. But when the enemy is beating you up, don't you think you should probably uh, put everything aside and find the reason why this is happening? Now Joshua, after spending all those hours before the Lord, and the Lord revealed to him that there is sin in the camp. There's sometimes some issues happen to us because of the people around us. Let's say a husband, and then we have wives and children. You find some things are happening in the home, and you don't understand what's going on, and the Lord reveals to you, no, your child is busy watching pornography in the house. Or your wife is probably having an affair. Or... You, as a husband, you have not been able to follow what is ordained as a priest of the home and put order in the home. And Jesus, and Jesus will say, and this I hold against you. These are people that have a relationship with Jesus. It's not just everybody that Jesus will waste time talking to. Unless he considers you a son and a child, then he chastises you. Chastisement. The Bible says he chastises those he loves. And if he does not, he said, you are bastards. It means you are not considered a son in the kingdom. All right? So Achan caused a judgment to come upon them. The whole camp had to deal with the judgment of God because of the sin of one person. Now, if you look at it this way, if you're a spiritual person, think it this way. Now, they were going to battle. What happened is Satan went to the courts of heaven and said, wait a minute, you have secured victory for them, but you know you are a just God and you keep every word that you say. And now look, there's a man that is holding something here that you told them not to. So with this, God will not say, oh, they're my children, I love them so much, I'm not going to do anything to them. No, God will be able to see to it that his word is fulfilled. Israel, a chosen generation. 
Israel, a chosen nation, suffered for the sins they committed. Though they were loved by God, but they were disciplined by God. Though you are loved by God and you are a son of the kingdom, you shall be disciplined. Don't think you can just break the laws of God and get away with it. Just because you say, I've been washed and cleansed by the blood. I'm redeemed. I'm going to heaven. When you do something, get ready to pay the price. I'm not talking about the condemnation because it says that there's, in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. There's a difference between condemnation and the consequences of sin. So what people do, they suffer the consequences of sin. You might find that the things that are happening to you now are actually a result of the things that you did before. God is not condemning you. You'll still go to heaven, but there's a price you're paying here. EJ was telling me a story about a man that killed a woman. And then after killing her, the parents forgave him. But he was, he was charged and he was going to be executed. So what happened is the man found Jesus in the prison. But that doesn't mean that because he found Jesus, he was let go. Though the parents did forgive the person, the person was executed. But he said to the parents of the lady that, I know I am going to the Father, but I, there's a price that I still have to pay here. There's a price you pay here on earth that you may avoid the consequences of paying for it in eternity. I'll give you a verse. It's the verse, the, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 32 says, But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Judging and being disciplined now so that we may not be later judged in eternity. It's actually an act of mercy. It's an act of mercy on God's part. And it's a painful, painful thing to go through. But it's an act of mercy. When you have the realization it's an act of mercy, when you approach him, you will not be rebellious and curse him. You will say, Lord, give me the strength to go through the things that you have allowed for me to go for the price I am paying now. When I realized many years ago when the pastor taught a message of something about paying the price like that, the prayer I did was, Lord, strengthen me. That when a time comes when I'm paying for this, strengthen me. With, when you understand this, you will not think evil of him or that he's unjust or he's not being fair. Because of the loving relationship you have with him. The same way, let's say Michael, when he does something wrong and his daddy gave him a little whack on the bottom. Okay? So it's a painful thing. But he knows my daddy loves me and that's why he's disciplining me. Sometimes you might find a child doing something wrong and say, okay, dad, I am sorry. But you'll still ground the child. You'll say, okay, fine. You're forgiven, but you're grounded. Make sense? Now, so if you start determining of the things, of the things happening in your life, so start to watch it and see if your grandmother was a drunk or alcoholic, your mother did the same and you fell on the same issue as well, and then you became born again, it is time for you to enter into the priesthood 
I call it the priesthood because the Bible says you are the royal priesthood. When you enter into the priestly anointing, you start to pray on the behalf of others. You start to pray on the behalf of your family. You start to pray on behalf of your generation. Because if you don't and say, well, I already paid the price, then God will revisit it to the next generation. It says that he will visit it up to the fourth generation. It's either you stand for your family and say, let it end with me. Let it end with me. Start looking at the patterns. If you find divorces from one lineage to another, if you see addiction from one lineage to another, if you find people who are promiscuous one day to another, if you see some people don't even stay in salvation. Remember Vitali was here and he told you a story of them, of him and his mother and his brothers. They found salvation, but many of the family members could not be able to stay in salvation. And he said him and his mother went on their knees and they sought the face of the Lord for days. And Jesus appeared in the room and told them, well, it's not that you have done anything wrong. It's because of a curse that is in the family that is causing these people not to be stable in salvation. And after at the inquiry and they got the the they got the reason why Satan is still accusing them in the courts of heaven they engaged the blood and they gauged the verdict of the king and started breaking the curses and he said up to now the people are still coming in and being saved and they're being maintained in salvation Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.